human capital is probably the most important capital you can have in any business. Welcome to the second season of The Modern Hotelier, the fastest growing hospitality podcast. Both hosts were named top 100 most powerful people in hospitality and voted fourth most popular podcast by the International Hospitality Institute. Each episode will get to know an industry expert and we'll discuss the latest trends in hospitality to help you, The Modern Hotelier. Welcome to The Modern Hotelier. I'm your host, David Malilli. And I'm your co-host, Steve Karen. And I'm the producer, John Boomhofer. This episode is sponsored by WorkSpot. WorkSpot is the only software platform to combine multi-brand portfolio oversight, labor and workforce management, operations, communication, employee safety, and risk mitigation into an all-in-one solution. Digitize your workflows and communications within and across properties, giving you total visibility in one place. You'll create a more efficient operation with a better equipped workforce and ensure nothing falls through the cracks. Find out how WorkSpot can be your total hotel experience. Who do we have on the program today? Yeah, David, today we have on Ashok Patel. Ashok Patel is the Chief Development Officer at Jampson Hotel Management. Ashok has over 20 years of experience in the hospitality industry, and today he's going to share some insights on how he's handling risk mitigation, as well as his thoughts on the industry. Welcome to the show, Ashok. Hey, thanks guys for having me. Great to be here. So the format of the program, we're going to ask you some lightning round type questions, get to know you a little bit better, dive into your career, and then get your thoughts on the industry. Sound good? Absolutely ready. Okay, here we go. What was your worst job? My worst job would probably have been doing housekeeping in the hotel. Are you a morning or a night person? I'm a morning person. All right. Now, if you could only have three apps on your phone, you have to delete every other app. What three apps would you keep? It would be WhatsApp and my cricket app for following the score of cricket and the phone itself. All right. What emoji do you use the most? Thumbs up. What's your favorite band or singer? Uh, I don't know. I've, uh, I'm into a lot of kind of music. Nothing really is a favorite. I kind of listen to, uh, I would say something that's not favorite would be like heavy rock would not be favorite. <laughs> all right. That's fair enough. So what's your favorite place out of all the places you've traveled to? So far, right? Favorite place? I would probably say my favorite place out of all the places in our hometown, our home, farm, farm home in India. Cool. Great. If I'm home and um, if there's nothing happening and I got nothing to worry about, it's the most tranquil place on earth. If you had your own talk show, who would be the first guest you, you would have on? Ah, that's a good question. Never thought of that. Hmm. It would have to be somebody that I, I really look up to. And obviously, they may not be here today. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be one of the historical figures from our country. It would be Mahatma Gandhi. If you had a time machine, and you could travel into the future or into the past. What year would you go to? I would want to go to the year I was born. Oh, well. All right, cool. <laughs> Great. I love that. Awesome. Great, great job, Shuk. So now we'll learn a little bit more where you came from, things like that. So you went to high school in Flint, Michigan. Is that correct? That is correct. I went to Carmen Elizabeth High School out of, out of Flint, Michigan, Genesee County. Rather large high school, class of probably, you know, like six, 700 at the time. So Wow. Did you grow up in, in Flint or did you grow up somewhere else? And, and Migration, how, how that... really. Yeah, migration. I uh, was not born in Flint, actually born in India. 
but migrated here with the family uh, at an early age of 12 and um, went to one year of middle school in Waltham, Massachusetts. And then my dad and them moved to Michigan for investment business related. So they took me along and I ended up in Flint, Michigan. So how, how did that shape who you are today? You know, growing up in India, then moving to Massachusetts, Flint, Michigan. How did that, how did that shape who you are today? I think um, I've gone to a lot of different schools, honestly, and seen a lot of different things. So in my lifetime of schooling, I've gone to like six different schools. And I think part of that growing up and being in different environments and different places and different situations all the time at school level probably builds a tougher character, I feel like. And that's, that's really helped me to look at things in a different perspective. Nothing's forever. Absolutely. So at Northeastern, you were a network engineer for the city of Walton. What was that like? So I did my, yeah, I did my bachelor's at Northeastern University in Boston as a software engineer, but I did co-op uh, with the city of Waltham. It was basically a city job in the IT department. Worked there well, uh, probably three years, I think, sophomore, and then stayed on a couple of years after that. It was a really good experience. Got to learn a lot about city budgets and what not to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so now we're going to do this new segment called What Do You Know About Waltham? All right. If you get this right, we'll donate $50 to your charity. All right. Love it. Do you know what Waltham's nickname is? Watch City. Ooh. It is. It is the Watch City. <laughs> Correct. Yes. All right. So we'll talk after this and uh, get your favorite charity and we'll donate 50 bucks towards that. Well done. Absolutely. <laughs> so how did you end up at Jansen uh, Hotel Management? Jansen is our family company and is established by my parents, uh, my uncles in the mid 90s. Um, we are a family office with investments in hotels, real estate. And many of the things today, you know, you know, we have office buildings, we've got Dunkin' Donuts, we've got liquor stores, all those things out there, technology company investments. So, but I really ended up uh, in the company, obviously, as a family platform. So that's the root of it. Got it. Got it. That's awesome. So now to dive in that a little bit more, now you're, you are the chief development officer there. You obviously didn't start as the chief development officer 20 years ago. What different roles have you had as you've moved up into this position? I've worked everything in the hotel. Honestly, I grew up at a hotel, right? So in Flint, Michigan, where I grew up in high school years, my dad had a motel in Flint. We still have it where it was all odd jobs, right? He used to work the front desk, used to work housekeeping, used to work maintenance, used to work lawn mowing, you know, just some gardening outside. So whatever the job sort of called for at the time was, you know, whatever this, the needs are, you do. And, and that's how we raised. So obviously on, along the way, I've done many different things in hotels from, like I said, from housekeeping to maintenance to renovations to, you know, installing tiles to drywall to then, you know, obviously when, when I went to college and started looking at uh, more of the office work and things like that. So, so you guys operate... Over 50 hotels in the New England area. Can you tell us what makes Jamson unique? Honestly, our hands-on approach. We've always been a hands-on deck kind of company. You know, I think that, that stems from the work ethic my parents put into us. And, and that's the culture we try to breed today. We have about 38 people in the corporate office. And everybody understands that you know, nobody can say it's not my job, right? Because we all want to make sure that we all do what we need to do. 
Um, although people have the responsibilities, but they're still on call for helping with anything that's needed. And our approach to making our employees and, and our guests the center of our focus versus profitability and, and comfort, right? So would you say that's kind of your secret for success is having the people, you know, your employees and your people at the center of everything? Or is there, is there a... Yeah, absolutely. I think having the right human capital is probably the most important capital you can have in any business. And we firmly believe that our human capital is the best human capital that we have. What type of growth have you seen? You know, David mentioned you're over 50 hotels now. What type of growth have you seen over the past few years? Actually, COVID was quite a shocker, right? Uh, we've never faced something, anything like COVID before. You know, you know, we went through the Great Depression of 2009. The modern depression, I should say, not the Great Depression. But COVID was a different experience. COVID was something that uh, really shook us to the core. We never went from, you know, having 80% occupancy to 2% occupancy in a matter of three days. And that was completely eye-opening in terms of what could happen to the industry. And since we are trying to now mitigate such factors and, you know, better, better have our balance sheets and, and figure out a better way that we could take these kind of shocks if they were to happen again. But since COVID has been good, right? I mean, 2020 was slow, but 2021 and beyond came back very strong in the hospitality sector. People have discovered a new love of travel that they never had before. Was there something that you learned from COVID that, you know, like, I guess maybe you didn't have down as good before, but now post-COVID, you got it. The one thing that we all learned from COVID and, and which is probably still resonating with our original core value is, is that, that having your human capital, like I said earlier, the best human capital is what's going to get you through all these difficult situations. And the fact that our corporate team stuck it with us throughout COVID, nobody decided to stay, I'm going to stay home. Nobody decided to say, I don't feel safe enough to come in. Everybody was hands on deck to do make whatever needs to make happen during COVID and, and provide support to our field teams. So again, going back to that, that belief of having the best team possible. 300%. So you have the hashtag LiveItJamson on your LinkedIn profile. What does that mean? So I'm a believer of everybody should live lives to their fullest and everybody should achieve what is maximum available to be achieved in their lifetime. And I've always told our team that, uh, you know, we should all live life to its fullest. And our motto is live at Jamson, basically. I love that. I love that. Awesome. So now we're kind of onto the, the last section here. You're more your industry thoughts, you know, how you're handling things at Jamson. What do you feel like right now is one of the biggest challenges in the industry? Number one challenge right now, labor. Obviously, we have seen that after post-COVID, it's been the number one problem in the hospitality sector, service sector in general, where a combination of issues such as immigration, lack of uh, temporary visas, lack of work visas, seasonal visas, and whatnot, and, and people quitting the service industry at a great, great rate has hurt the industry in terms of getting help that is needed. And I think the estimates like over 10 million people have left the service industry for good. And we're now trying to replace those 10 million people with other 10 million people. It's not coming fast enough. So labor problem has been probably the number one challenge post-COVID. And we continue to you know, address that challenge. We have done several things that are probably sort of industry uh, agnostic things, you know, which are 
which we used to do before as well, which are more related to, hey, you know, can we provide meaningful housing? Can we provide, what else can we provide to our teammates so that we can attract them to come work in the service industry again? Good news. There was a report today that 72,000 leisure and hospitality jobs were added in the month of March. And that was the largest sector. You know, the second was healthcare, but so at least we're we're starting to move in the right direction. We're starting in the right direction, yes, absolutely. And, and and it's been easing up. The last couple of months have been a little bit better than last year, last couple of months, right? So like if you look at the first three months in 2022 versus the first three months in 2023, I think there's a stark difference in availability and willingness of people to come back to the industry. So obviously it is moving in the right direction. I think just always you ask, they will tell you, right? Hey, is it moving fast enough? No. It's not so true how is Jamson? are you doing anything special to attract that top talent so we've been we've been doing you know we've been doing our standard benefits we've been doing some special benefits you know we've been doing some housing uh, the, 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 we've been providing some housing to our teammates because that seems to be a big, a big challenge we are providing career paths for, for for young hospitality workers where we can take them from from a front desk agent or a, or a housekeeping personnel to a assistant GM or a GM level. Anything that we can do to help career uh, grow, uh, mentor people to grow themselves. Also providing flexibility in the scheduling. I think that's number one thing needed today. People now looking for that typical eight to five, you know, seven to three, whatever, eight hour shift jobs. They're looking for, hey, can I work three hours? Can I work four hours? Can I work two hours? That kind of stuff. So I think we're all recognizing those trends and providing whatever flexibility there is needed to, to get people on board, you know. Are there any technologies that are kind of helping you out with this? I know offline, we kind of spoke about risk mitigation a little bit, but are there any technologies that are kind of helping you at training and, you know, scheduling and risk mitigation? Absolutely. Yeah. There's several, several pieces of technology that we have deployed in the last couple of years of uh, post-COVID hotel operations. You know, one is being WorkSpot as um, a lot of um, encompassing ecosystem within the platform that seems to be very tech-driven and sort of tomorrow's technology today kind of feeling. And, and we are hoping that we can, we can interest all the young workforce of America who will be interested in that, in that platform and in that sort of technology where they can see their work schedules and they can see time off, you know, they can request time offs and they can, you know, they can pretty much do everything HR-related, work-related on one mobile app, basically. So that's been a good, good help. Awesome. So they're able to reduce those integrations that you have and help save you money as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So talking about WorkSpot, have you heard any stories from employees that stand out or anything that you've heard that, you know, how they feel safer or have helped them in certain situations that the technology has helped? Absolutely. So people have been reading about, you know, hotel service industry, obviously, um, you know, guest targeted for hotel guest violence and, and it, you know, inappropriate treatments of, of our employees in the in the workspace. And the technology provided by WorkSpot, which is sort of on-the-spot location, real-time audio video availability, all this latest and the greatest, which is available to the associate, to have that as a tool, to have that as, as an alerting mechanism, which is really helping female associates in particular, this is really helping them to feel safe in the workspace, to, to, to feel like, hey, listen, somebody is always going to be getting my back if I'm in trouble. So, 
Sure. And that is real-time tracking, as you said as well, so you can actually see where employees are going in the hotel? There is real-time tracking within the platform. Um, the platform has amazing 2D and 3D maps built in of your building, of your hotel building. And it can tell you pinpoint accuracy where that associate is, where they've been, and what sort of a, an emergency or panic that they have uh, been accounted for. So I think, you know, it's got all these real-time IoT-based technology that is part of that system, which is really helping to reduce the anxiety of workplace safety, right? So, And especially, I guess, you know, in today's time, what we're seeing is, you know, more violence in hotels and more situations arising. So that has to be particularly important to you as as you have a family company as yeah, well. Absolutely. Right? And I've said and I've said earlier, right? I think human capital is the most important capital, right? So I think we go back to that 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 mantra. Hey, you know, if you want to run a long-term successful business, you gotta figure out how to look after your best people. Absolutely. Is there any advice you would give to other hoteliers about risk mitigation? I believe that everybody should be looking at some solution to to provide to their employees and their teammates in the field. You know, there's many solutions on the market. You know, we have experimented with many of them. And after a great deal of experimentation and, and implementation and, and homework, we've come up with this platform as being the most holistic solution for back office hotel digi- digital experience from everything from HR to employee tracking to employee safety to chat, live chat, translation, audio, video. Everything's in there. I mean, you name it. Everything that we used to do, like Excel sheets and, and manual photos and, and logs and things like that, are all sort of digitized into one ecosystem. That's great. So you're, you're a large group, you know, 50 plus hotels. There's a lot of cost, obviously, operating your hotels. Do you have any suggestions for you know these smaller hotels or, or smaller groups on how they can manage that cost? I think the key in any hotel operation is is looking at the best effective tools you can deploy. And to me, deploying the effective tools will result in proper yield of profits and results, right? So, you know, when we were looking at technologies to be deployed into the workspace, you know, we were looking at things that would actually help us in terms of our insurance cost reduction, in terms of our HR cost reduction, you know, workman's comp insurance, for example. I think these are some of the cost items which are rising every single day. And if these platforms and tools that you can deploy, which actually help you to reduce your insurance costs, I think those should be looked at first. And WorkSpot has, you know, on average been saving about five to seven percent on on workman's comp and liability insurance with this technology embedded into the system. Just for using it? So if you can tell your insurance company that we have this sort of available technology deployed in the workspace, the insurance company is able to take a look at those platforms and provide you with some savings because they know that some risk is going to be mitigated as part of using the ecosystem. Awesome. So so did you talk to your insurance company before signing up with WorkSpot or was that just kind of an added benefit? So we were kind of hand in hand thinking about that. And we said, hey, listen, what are the most common problems we face in, in workman's comp, right? So I think, I think we have a list of 20 years of history in terms of what you know, issues we're facing all the time. And, and, and same thing with guest liability, right? You know, you know, people have slip and falls all the time. People have, hey, I, I, I fell in the bathroom or I fell 
my door lock didn't work or X, Y, Z. You know, these, these kind of issues happen all the time and people report them. I think the most common problem that we have seen in our industry is the lack of evidence, right? You don't have enough evidence of the incident happened. Perhaps the lawsuit comes like two years later. By that time, that particular maintenance man is already moved on to another job. That GM has gone to another position and nobody knows what happened. Nobody has any accurate details of that incident happening two years ago. So the insurance company just goes out to the, to the guest and says, hey, we're just going to settle it for X amount of money because we don't have any information. You know, we have no concrete information from two years ago. With a system like WorkSpot, you have the ability to capture all that stuff in real time and capture it in a way that it can be preserved for future use in a case that may come up. And I think having these kind of evidence, you know, evidence in hand will greatly enhance the, the attorneys working on settling the case to have some ammunition, right? So mm-hmm. the first thing I thought of was just the amount of paperwork that you have. I'm assuming everything, everything's digitized with WorkSpot, I right? agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah, we can, you know, we can work on paper, you know, Paperwork Reduction Act, I think definitely. Yeah, this is, the, this is one for the win. Sure. I just pictured you behind buried behind a bunch of paper <laughs> for workman's comp and stuff like that. Go ahead. Digitization <laughs> is the way is the name of the game because you know you can't scan up enough documents all the time, right? So you, you need to be able to store them digitally somewhere and not actually have to print everything all the time. So no, and that the, that savings is incredible because I don't being in this in the industry a long time and obviously panic buttons and and employee safety have kind of come to the forefront, especially with the labor issues you've spoke to, spoken about. I don't think many hoteliers even know or think about that cost savings in their insurance when they look at platforms. So that's a that's an excellent point. Yeah, I think we're, you know, this is sort of an early adoption thing right now where like panic and, you know, associate safety has been in the news like about since COVID broke, I think it was kind of in the news and then everybody took a step back because COVID was kind of helm. But now that, that things are behind us and we are looking forward to, you know, the betterment of the hotel industry, I think these things are going to become a reality. So I always told people, like we have many friends in the industry, I said, guys, the best thing you can do is be an early adopter, get a solution in place, get some things going for yourself and the, and the best practice in the business. So that you can be a trendsetter in terms of, hey, this is what we have and this is how we like to operate our business and this is how we mitigate risk. And that will help you because, you know, that's what we did with our insurance company. We, you, know, we, you know, we told them this is what we are doing today versus what we were doing 10 years ago and how this is better today with all these, you know, digital records being available all the time, you know, which are, which are not going to get lost by the maintenance person moving away or the GM moving away or, you know, why, you know, like whatever happens in industry, people move, right? So. And you mentioned you're, you're kind of ahead of the curve on this one. Have we seen, I guess, other people mandating things like panic alarms? Are, are we seeing, are we seeing that happen in the industry? Absolutely. So Hilton, Marriott are obviously the two big, big brands in the, in the business have been at the forefront of requiring panic safety solutions for their associates. And it is going to be a requirement. I can tell you in the next couple of years, it's going to be a requirement by all of the brands. And AHLA has been has been at the forefront of fighting this because, you know, since, since the whole Chicago incident, there was some really gruesome violence that happened in, in, in a few Chicago hotels. And that kind of led to American Hotel Association, you know, sort of leading the charge on making this industry safer, right? So I think that's been sort of the back, backbone of this. 
Yeah. Well, I love what I love about what you guys are doing is that you were proactive. And what normally happens is there has to be something horrific that happens before people address the issue. And I think that's, uh, you know, kind of hats off to you guys for being proactive and, and making sure that you were ahead of it. And, you know, we weren't sitting here talking about, oh, this horrible thing happened. So we had to <laughs> get this technology. And unfortunately, I think that's how some some owners operators think that way. Yeah, we actually knock on wood. I, I can say that in the 25 years of in the business, we've not had a single incident that is in that nature of horrific category. I'm very happy to always be on top of it and figure out a way that we can keep our people safe. So as you look at our industry, you know, we talked about attracting talent and, you know, obviously the numbers are out and we're, you know, obviously we're, we're ramping up. Is there a successful trait that you've seen in people in your company or in the industry in, in general that make them successful? I think con- you know, consistency and being friendly are the only things needed in the hotel industry. You don't have to have a rocket science degree. You don't, you know, you don't need to be very highly educated. We are always looking for people who are people person. And I always tell my guys in the field, I say, guys, we can hire the attitude of serving people and we can always teach them the skill set. I don't want to hire for the skill set because I can't teach attitude, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, you're I mean, it's uh, it's amazing. And I always say it's funny. People forget that the word hospital is inside hospitality. And I always equate I always equated that growing up that, you know, when you're in a hospital, you want to be taken care of and you want people to, you know, to help you. And to your point, if you if you don't have that attitude, this is not the business for you, whether you're owning a hotel, running a hotel, working at the hotel, selling into the hotel. Yeah. If you don't if you don't have that gene, then you just go somewhere else. Yeah, that's why I think our I you know all our HR guys know that we're always going to hire the attitude and we can always teach the skill set. Like I said, I think, you know, teaching a skill set is not that difficult in the hotel industry, but attitude you can't teach. I think there, there's nothing more that can get your stay off to a, a, I guess, a subpar start. Like you're excited to be at this hotel, you're traveling, and then you like go to the front desk and this person just like does not enjoy what they're doing right now. And it's like, no, I'm excited. You should be excited for me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah, I, yeah. I totally, I love that. The, the consistency and the friendly attitude too. I love that. That's awesome. So one question for you, you know, one thing that we've seen, kind of make its way, I guess, into the hotel world is the metaverse and and AI now has kind of come on strong here over the past few months with chat GPT and all that. How do you think those things are going to change or, I guess, evolve the industry? Honestly, technology has its place, right? I mean, technology is going to change how we live our life in the future. Absolutely. But I feel like the experience of traveling and the experience of being in a place and the experience of actually feeling where you are, I don't know if that entirely can be replaced with AI. I feel that that post-COVID, people have sort of relearned the experience desire, right? People want to feel the experience, right? And we have seen that by, you know, we've seen that by, by the data that we have today you know, historical proportion of occupancy everywhere. The rates have been very high because there's a very high demand on hotels in certain areas because people want experience, right? I I don't think that AI, listen, AI is great for a lot of things, but I don't feel like that Metaverse and those guys are going to replace us in the hotel industry as service people. I think that's going to be here to stay for a long time. I agree with you. I agree. 
Awesome. So now we have our last question for you. It's it's going to come from producer John. He's been he's been sitting here listening. So uh, John, you have any question? One question for for a shook here since you've been listening. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you said that housekeeping was your least favorite job, but you grew up your whole life working in hotels. Regardless of the pay, what is your favorite position to work in a hotel? I think the most mundane and the, my favorite position to work with is probably going to be front desk because I get to meet new people every single day. That's really cool. Nice. And people take that and say, listen, I think, and you know, greeting new people every single day, learning about where they're coming from, where they're going, how the travel's impacting them. I think that's something can can really be a revolutionized experience for somebody who wants to be in the hotel industry. 100%. I love that. And I think that's why David and I enjoy this podcast so much is we get to enjoy, get to know people like you and all of our awesome guests. I love that. Absolutely. It's, it's a, in hospitality is a very, and, and we, and we have many people, honestly, guys, like we have, I have so many stories within our company that, that people came at a housekeeping level and three level jobs with us. And five, seven years later, because of their consistency and, and, and attitude towards getting better and better and better, they have made manager, right? I mean, we, we have so many stories like that, um, I can tell you. So, you know, I think housekeeping is an entry point, right? I was always say that like, maybe the hardest job in the hotel, but it's an entry point into, into a great career if you choose to make it so. Especially if you're keeping your housekeepers safe, right? That's all it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. These are most of the jobs that work by females, I think, right? So I think in, in the industry, most of the innkeeper jobs are mostly female jobs and and... I think having a safe work environment is utmost important for that. So that's yeah, true. I agree, hundred percent. So let us know how we can find out about uh, your properties. Uh, plug away. Let us know what's if there's a good. Uh, we know you have a lot of branded properties. If you want to plug away some brands or how people can find your properties or. Absolutely, we have yeah most of our hotels on our website, right? So if you can go to um, www.jamson.us, you'll see that most of our portfolio of hotels are there. Um, majority of our flagged hotels are in Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Vermont. We have recently entered Florida. Is our first investment in Florida into the hospitality sector? So we've been wanting to invest in Florida for a long time, and we have acquiring our first hotel just outside of Orlando in Lake Mary, Hyatt Place in, in Lake Mary. So we know we're going to be looking at some more investments in Florida in the coming years and obviously continue to expand our base in New England. That's great. Well, that does it for another episode of The Modern Hotelier. We thank you. You're a great guest and uh, we appreciate your time. Absolutely, guys. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, David. John, thank you for keeping us all in check. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This episode is sponsored by WorkSpot. WorkSpot is the only software platform to combine multi-brand portfolio oversight, labor and workforce management, operations, communication, employee safety, and risk mitigation into an all-in-one solution. Digitize your workflows and communications within and across properties, giving you total visibility in one place. You'll create a more efficient operation with a better equipped workforce and ensure nothing falls through the cracks. Find out how WorkSpot can be your total hotel experience. You made it to the end of The Modern Hotelier. Thanks for listening. The Modern Hotelier is produced by Make More Media. Make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you know of a guest or sponsor that would be a good fit, 
feel free to email us at hello at themodernhotelier.com. Thanks and have a great day.